When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So we have the final data for the month of July from the U.S. Mint on American Silver Eagle sales. And, you know, as the title suggests, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. But this is going to be kind of a wider ranging video in terms of topics, mostly revolving around precious metals and their demand. Towards the end, I also want to to discuss some of the price action and, and kind of where I see it heading potentially in the future. Uh, but but I also want to talk about you know demand at the Perth Mint and 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 you know how much is investment demand playing a role? How big of a role is it playing these days in the silver and gold market, especially the silver market? And and you know how important is this data from the U.S. Mint these days anyway? So I want to get to all that in this video today. But starting out, you know, as the title of this video suggests, uh, U.S. Mint sales for the month of July are have been finalized. Um, and, you know, for, for those of you that are listening to podcasts, you know, I apologize. I just encourage you to check out my channel if, if you want to kind of see some of this visual stuff. I'm doing screen capture today. And, and if you're otherwise not watching, that's fine. I'll, I'll still try and explain it with my words. But anyways, um, for the month of July, uh, as you can see here, 885,000 uh, American Silver Eagle coins sold by the U.S. Mint, which is a jump from from June and May, kind of shy of, of what they had met, you know, the, fir- the uh, you know the first four months of the year. This, you know, usually January is a very high number because a lot of of retailers want to build an inventory of of the new year, and so that's always going to be a bit of an anomaly at the beginning of the year. So, but but this is encouraging. Um, now, with that being said, if we look at 2017 sales, this chart right here is 2017. Um, July, we had a, a significant price dip last year in in July, and well, you can see this number is much larger, uh, two million and three hundred twenty thousand uh, coins ounces sold last year in July. So you know it, it is a jump. This is encouraging, I guess, but it's it's still not living up to even what two thousand seventeen was like, and two thousand seventeen was a pretty poor year, all things considered, in terms of investment demand. Now. I want to qualify that statement here in a second, but one other thing I want to point out to you here is also gold sales, which looking a little bit more positive, if nothing else. This is total ounces sold right here, as you can see, 35,000 total ounces sold. Still, I'd imagine this is nothing like like what gold sales were back in the day, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, but... If you compare it to last year in July, again, we kind of had a price dip in, in both metals there. Um, we actually doubled the number from last year. We had uh, 17,500 ounces sold last year. So so that is encouraging for gold. Um, and if, if you're a big gold investor, well, that's that's something. You know, personally, I think that the silver market, um, because of the limited amount of above ground bullion and, and because so much is used in, an indus- in industry, you know, I tend to see it as being... Um, much more vulnerable to being driven by investment demand, much more sensitive to investment demand. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, gold does have a lot of value because a lot of people buy it. So now with that being said, you know, we have these new numbers from from the Mint. Um, How much do these, how much stock should we put into these numbers? I want to give my thoughts on that. First of all, you know, something we can glean from this. Yes, investment demand picked up in July, 
it's still not doing great. Okay, I, I won't mince my words here. You know, I think 2018 thus far has been a fairly poor year for investment demand for silver. It has. I mean, when it's all said and done, when we get this data, which I'll be going over here in a second from the World Silver Survey, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, uh, well, worse than last year in terms of coin and bar demand, at least here in the United States. That's my guess. Now, with that being said, American silver eagles for a long time have been used as a benchmark for silver demand, investment demand, especially stateside. Has that changed? I don't think it's a it's a black or white answer. I don't think it's a yes or no answer totally. It's changed to some extent. Now, I, I want to be clear here, and I don't want to say that that all of a sudden we should disregard data from the U.S. Mint because it's not showing what we want it to show in terms of investment demand. You know, some people would say that this is actually encouraging because it tells you that, well, more now now more than ever, you know, the, the, the proverbial blood is on the streets. So many investors have turned away from silver, and I see that side of it as well. Um, but we'd all we'd all probably like to see healthy physical demand going forward to to eventually you know drive uh, the paper market that the physical market driving the paper market. How much stock should we put in this number? Um, you know I think a lot of investors have turned away from American silver eagles. Not totally. Uh, they they are still very popular. Okay, and and you know many people have their strong reasons to buy them. With that being said. I just don't think that they carry the same weight that they used to. I think a lot of investors have switched to either generic or, you know, they they have mixed in a lot of other uh, government mints from around the world, okay? The U.S. Mint, they they have their, in terms of silver, they have their America the Beautiful series, the the five-ounce coins, which don't carry a huge premium. I don't see those soaking up a ton of demand, though. Um, But the, the American Silver Eagle is kind of boring, right? In terms of, of, of designs and, and, and being something new each year. And, and some people just don't like to support the US government in the first place by buying it. And so instead, people have bought from places like the Perth Mint, which is always coming out with new designs, new series, which, you know, some people might be saying, who cares if it's a new design? I just want to stack it for for the weight. But you know, there are real considerations that yeah, if you're going to pay a slightly high premium for, for something from the, something from the Perth Mint, well, that that premium is likely to go up in the future, whether it's a koala or kangaroo or something from the lunar series or whatever, uh, the the kookaburra series. You know, you might be able to recover that premium and then some in the future. Plus, some people just like something different, right? Uh, but but it's not just the Perth Mint, right? The the uh, you know the British Royal Mint. They've been putting out their new uh, Queen's Beast series. It's not even new anymore. They've had it for a while now, but they always have new designs. Um, and, and even besides that, you know, the, the, um, the Royal Canadian Mint, um, their, their Maple Leaf series is, well, it's a lot more than just the Maple Leaf, right? They have their privies and they have all their other ones that they're minting. And, and then you have the Austrian Mint and their Philharmonics. You have the, um, Armenian, uh, Armenian Noah's Arks coins, which actually I think are minted by, by Geiger. Um, you have, uh, China's, um, their Panda series. You have, uh, the you know the Fiji and and some of those other smaller ones you have South African Krugerons you have um, you know the Rwandan one which again I think are minted possibly by Geiger but anyways long story short here what I'm saying here is that I think you know we should put less and less stock into this number it's 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 still an important number we should still treat it in some ways as a benchmark but just because this number isn't as strong as they were back in the day doesn't mean that investors have totally turned away from silver they've just bought it from other places and oftentimes it's not from a government mint. 
it's just generic, generic bars, right? Um, there, there's a ton of generic silver that's being sold, I believe. Uh, now, again, it's not as strong of demand as it has been in the past, but still, um, I think that this number is becoming less and less relevant. Now, with that being said, um, one other thing I want to show you real quick here. This is actually from the Perth Mint through June of 2019. So they don't quite have their July numbers out. So this is July 2nd. So who knows? They might have their their July sales out by the end of the day. But but um, again, kind of a similar trend here from the Perth Mint. Now, this is totally going against what I just said, you know, people buying more from the Perth Mint. But but again, when, when you take into all the, the different mints into consideration, um, you know, even here, this is this is a uh, this is this year. I mean, people buying, you know, a, a million ounces worth of silver from the Perth Mint. That's, you know, many months that's exceeding how much uh, the, the U.S. Mint is sell, selling in terms of, of American Silver Eagles or, or at least matching it. So that's significant. I mean, maybe as of late through June, they're not buying a ton, but but they didn't buy, buy a ton of, whole, uh, of American Silver Eagle coins either in June uh, investor. So this is through June, you know, 229,280 ounces of silver sold there. Um, again, kind of a downward trend. But but still, I think we can expect that to to rebound, and I'll get to that a little bit later on in this video. Um, this is something I wanted to show. This is this is actually from July, a bit of news from July, and the reason I'm showing this: India importing a record amount of silver through the first four months of this year. This is you know this is from Small Gold from from Louis uh, Kamarasano. Uh, he puts out all this data, which I, I appreciate uh, for, for for him doing that. Um, India importing a ton of silver. Now, why am I showing this? I think that, you know, he even shows it here. Uh, January silver imports were, were for this year were greater than all of the American Silver Eagle coins sold in 2017. Um, the reason I'm showing this is that, you know, U.S., even Western investment demand for silver, I think for the last year or two has been playing a smaller and smaller role in the physical market for silver. More and more, we're seeing countries like India in particular play a larger role. Now, some of this is going to be manufacturing demand. I believe that a significant amount of this is also going to be investment demand. Um, Indians are, are well known for, for their affinity for precious metals, both silver and gold, um, whether it be ornamental jewelry, whether it be coins and bars. Um, they like to save, they like to to hold their assets in physical form, whether it's precious metals or in some cases real estate. It's something their country, their 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 um not country, but their government uh despises. I'm sure their central bank despises it as well. They'd prefer them in the paper system, but that's that's their culture. And so you have this huge amount of demand from India. Um you know, when when we talk about what what's going to when when is the invest or when is the physical market can put some real pressure on the paper market. You know, for the time being, if you want to guess where this demand is going to come from, it's going to come from places like India, not necessarily just the U.S. right now or or the Western world and our demand for for bullion. Um, that'll come, I believe. That'll that'll come eventually. But but for the time being, you know, it's going to be places like India or or China or whatever. Um, really driving these markets. Now, this demand clearly is just not quite enough to. to cause the price of gold and silver to go up. I mean, you can, I'll get to the price here a little bit later on in this video, but uh, it, it is something to keep an eye on India and, and, and some of these other, you know, Southeast Asian countries or, or China um, demand in those types of places for silver. I think it's going to be pretty significant going forward. Um, now, final thing I want to show here is, is uh, well, 
this is the trend that I'm talking about here, basically. Um, I don't know how well you guys can see this. Maybe I'll zoom in a little bit more for you guys. Uh, coin and bar demand for silver, okay? Um, 2008, actually, I'll get back to 2008 here in a second. But, but you know, going up through, through it actually peaked in, in 2015 at 292.1 million ounces through just coin and bar. You know, sometimes I'd also consider some of jewelry, also kind of investment demand, again, in places like India. Um, but 292.1 million ounces that year. Um, last year was a little bit over, you know, half of that. So not very much, 151.1 uh, million ounces. And that very well could be lower in 2018. And, and you know, really, if you look at the, the um, supply, uh, you know, surplus slash deficit um, right here at the bottom here, uh, it was still in deficit in 2016 with a significant amount of, of coin and bar demand. It was a deficit in 2017 with a significant drop in coin and bar demand. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, in 2018, 2019, if this number comes up significantly again, which I believe it will eventually, and it's, it's, it's going to need a catalyst, but if it comes back up to 200, 250, 300 million ounces a year, um, that has the potential to cause an acute shortage, I believe, in the physical market to really soak up a ton of silver uh, supply, right? A, a ton of well, liquidity, basically, in, in the market. Um, in a sense, you know, basically all the, the extra silver that people want to sell, well, it's going to get bought up by investors. You know, you see this going back in 2008. This chart doesn't show it. You know, previous world silver surveys would show this. But, but prior to 2008, investment demand for silver and gold was not nearly this high for silver in particular not nearly this high but of course we had the financial crisis and the great recession in 2008 um, and 2009 and 2010 and that served as kind of a launching point for silver investment demand going forward a ton of people were buying it and 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 it really you know it 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 it, it attained a level of popularity that hadn't achieved in a very long time the idea of holding physical silver physical gold and i believe that that's going to happen to an even greater extent next time around i do um coin and bar demand is going to be very high now now will it surpass this number 292.1 million ounces i think it has the potential to but it's also gonna be a question of well will people be able to find that many that that much silver right will that much silver be available on the market for people to buy in the first place that's kind of the big question there. Um, so I thought this was kind of interesting. I want to show you guys this, that, that yes, we should put some stock into these types of numbers, but, but uh, we're going to need a catalyst, right? It's going to, it's going to be, I believe, coming from the stock market dropping significantly. It's going to be coming from some sort of a crisis in the economy. This could be an interest rate. I talked about this in my video yesterday. An interest rate induced crisis similar to like a housing market crash, but you know, something different this time around. It could be coming from the emerging markets, right? Um, places like, you know, India, which you'd consider an emerging market, emerging market currency, their rupee, um, or, or other countries like Turkey, South Africa, Brazil, whatever, spilling over into to markets like that. And those emerging market, you know, investors buying up a lot of physical silver. Um, there could be a variety of, of, of catalysts, and I believe that you know, a big, a big uh, thing that's gonna play a role in that is, is destruction of currencies, right? Mostly by, by central banks, by governments, through things like more quantitative easing, lower interest rates, et cetera, et cetera, as we kind of realize we're, we're sinking back into another recession or potentially depression. Um, that's when you see this investment demand uh, pick back up again. But again, it's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a question of whether or not people can get their hands on it. So uh, the final thing I wanna talk about in this video today, let's see how long I'm going here. 
and I don't know if that ever started recording. Um, I, I, I just have it recording here for my uh, podcast. Um, the final thing I want to talk about was the price action in the silver and gold. So this is a pretty depressing chart right here. Um, as you can see, silver and gold, very low. Um, uh, let's see here, gold is in blue, silver is in red. So uh, gold actually, you know, right now, where it's at right now, it's at 12, 13. It, as I record this video, it's at a um, pretty critical support level. 12, I think it was 12, 12 was what gold was out. Was, uh, that, that was its low back in, uh, well, earlier this month. Earlier, or sorry, I should say middle, towards the middle, towards the end of uh, July, so last month. Um, that was its low, and and as of right now, um, gold is continuing to sink. Now, silver hasn't experienced quite as much weakness. Um, silver's uh, low was, let's see here, around 1520, you know, in that range, um, maybe 1515. I can't see it super well on this chart. Uh, but really, for, for gold, it's getting very close to that resistance level. The big driver right now, what I, what I see as being the big driver for this, is continues to be... Um, uh, sorry, uh, yuan weakness and dollar strength. You know, this is this is a blown up chart of of the yuan. But if we zoom in here, you know, over the last let's say over the last month, we'll look at it. You know, it continues to weaken. Yeah, this is a pretty significant weakening from from six point six two to that's annoying to six point eight three, almost six point eight four. Um, you know, it continues to head closer and closer to that. Um, you know, all important level of seven, right? Seven uh, yuan per per U.S. dollar. Um, and and if I you know broaden this out, this trend is even more obvious. It's slowed down a bit lately, but but when Trump talks about you know putting an even larger tariff on two hundred billion dollars worth of goods, and the Chinese economy is already struggling and they've already begun some quite a bit of easing, which is going to weaken their currency. Um, it, it, this trend could very well continue much much further, and you know that that would induce if nothing else dollar strength I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put a chart on here to give you an idea of that this is the dxy index so um us dollar and i'll try and make this a little bit cleaner for you uh but but the dollar you know it, it hasn't i guess strengthened inversely to to uh the the yuan because obviously those are not the only two currencies in the world um uh, but but you have seen quite a bit of dollar strength um and more recently kind of stabilizing here I don't see the dollar becoming a whole lot stronger. I don't, you know, maybe over 95 again. That's kind of where it's at right now, apparently. Um, but I do see the, the yuan becoming much, much weaker, right? If we zoom this chart out, I will remove the dollar here for a second. If we zoom out here, on the, let's see here, rule of five here. The yuan still has a ways to go, right? Uh, this this massive devaluation that began in 2015, which right now look, look at this. This is traders were freaking out about this devaluation. This was uh, August, I believe, of 2015, so roughly three years ago. Right now, um, this was a huge news in in the global markets, and and then you saw further devaluation over time. Well, look at this devaluation. Granted, it hasn't been quite overnight. This is something that's taken place over the last now three months, and then some. You know, especially early on. Um, this is a huge devaluation compared to this, and 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 the pace of it is is unbelievable. Um, so I mean, until this this really corrects and and comes down a bit, it, it, there's no telling when this will stop. And and you know, we I've talked about this in the past. You know, for a while now, that has been a big driver in the price of gold, right? 
Um, doesn't mean that, that the Chinese government has a control of the price of gold, but it just means that there's a strong correlation. And if the yuan continues to strengthen, we can expect gold to go lower. 1212 is a bit of resistance that they kind of met um, back in, let's see here, what, 20th or something like 19th of, the, of, of August, or sorry, of July. Um, if it breaks that, you know, the next stop is 1200, right? Next stop for silver would be you know, $15, right? Potentially $15, 10 ounces or 10 cents. Uh, which is maybe depressing for some of you guys, um, especially those of you that have, have been in the market for a long time and you're coming close to retirement. You want to sell these at a, a good price. Um, but, you know, for, for I think the majority of us, and, and I don't mean to minimize you if you fall in that category, I, I feel your pain. Um, and I don't think that this is something that's necessarily going to have to play out over the next five or 10 years or anything like that. But for those of us that are younger and have a lot of time to still invest, buying opportunity all the way you know people still talk about how silver and gold or silver in particular is going to be heading to twelve dollars an ounce ten dollars an ounce i'm still skeptical of that again not not that it has to follow the 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 value of the yuan but but do you realize how great of a devaluation that would be that'd be off the charts that would be you know eight to one nine to one for, for silver to go that low would it be unheard of no Especially when you're looking at, you know, a currency which, which granted is is much much smaller. But if you look at, um, let's see if we can find uh, the liras, maybe a uh, well, Turkey. Yeah, if you look at the value of the U.S. dollar versus the lira, look at that. Dating back to 2014, it was at a is it a, a, you know a two to one ratio today. It's broken five to one, right? And so that type of devaluation is not unheard of for currencies, but but something for the yuan, I think that'd be a little bit extreme, right? Um, but but this this is a great tells the story of, of the emerging market crisis. Just this period right here, um, kind of beginning of two thousand eighteen, this period of devaluation has been clearly the most significant. Uh, I, I would think. Well, this has been maybe the most steep on this chart, at least. Uh, but this. This whole thing right here definitely tells a story as well of, of a declining economy, uh, a lot of worries about China's government, or sorry, Turkey's government and their uh, their leader Erdogan and his maybe excessive power. And, and of course, there was the coup in, when was that, 2016 now? Or was that 2017 that they had the coup? Um, I forget. I'd have to I'd have to actually look on that one. But um, yeah, so, so yes, the, the yuan could devalue more, and I think it very well will and and send silver and gold lower but i'm also not willing to say that gold and silver you know gold's dropping to 11 or 100 or a thousand and 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 silver's dropping to 12 dollars anything like that no that's a little extreme but but treat this as a buying opportunity i think so you know i'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section real quickly i want to show you one other thing let's head over here my patreon account um now by no means do you, do you guys need to, I, I'm thankful to have, I, I say this all the time, thankful to have you guys watching this in the first place, um, my channel. Uh, I am very appreciative of that and I don't expect anything else from you. But but if you guys do find value in this, if you guys do find value from my channel, the, the four or five, six videos that I put out each week, um, I would ask that you consider checking out my Patreon channel. Link below in the description. You don't have to subscribe or anything like that or support me, become a patron, but just check it out. There's some great perks in terms of, um, you know, $1 a month, you get access to the Patreon-only posts. You can be chosen as the one patron each month that I come on the channel to, to tell your story. At $5 a month, you get to um, direct some of my content. Um, 
you know, add $20, which would be exceptional. You get to choose topics of videos and all this other stuff. And gold is a totally different story. But um, consider, check it out. But but as always, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to have you guys here in the first place. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video. And God bless.